Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Zoom version of Of All Trades with Nolan Robinson. I'm Nolan Robinson, and I'd like to welcome you to my very first show here. Um, it's on Zoom because right now I am just sitting in my living room while we're all in quarantine because of the coronavirus COVID-19 epidemic um, that's ravaging the world. And I wanted to spread a little hope, a little inspiration, encourage you all. And similar to how I interview spectacular people on the podcast, I'm doing the same with this Zoom interview series. So my first guest today is Larry Saperstein, who plays Big Red in High School Musical, the musical, the series, a show that I love. I watch it with my twin sister, uh, and hopefully you watch the show too. He plays Big Red, like I said before, and he's the best friend of the protagonist in the show. A wonderful actor, wonderful singer, phenomenal tap dancer, and I'm so happy to have him on. So Larry, um, hi. Hi. <laughs> yes, everyone do it up for Larry. It's good to see you. Um, see how you. have you been? How have you been holding up during this? I'm pretty good. Um, I think this is um, like my 17th or 18th day inside, or maybe even 20th day. 20th, I think wow. tomorrow will be three full weeks, so. Yeah, and how have you been passing the time? Uh, I'm practicing piano. I wanted to get a Okay. That was like my main goal. It was like I was going to get really good at piano during my quarantine. And you'd be surprised, like, if you practice yeah. a couple hours a day, you can yeah, like, I do saw a your, lot in a short amount of time. <laughs> yeah, I saw your um, IGTV video. Um, oh, just yeah. A moment ago. Yeah, that was great. So, a quadruple threat then, mostly <laughs> actor, dancer, singer, piano player now. Um, yeah, one, one day we can say. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So uh, tell us a bit about yourself. So you you act, you sing, you dance. Now you're learning to play piano. So do you go to school for the arts? Yeah, so um, my uh, initial, so I, I grew up on Long Island uh, in New York. Um, and uh, I grew up in like a theater community for the most part. Um, I was, you know, in my high school shows and all of that. And then so I started going to um, Pace University actually for um, I was going to study design for the theater um, because I going into college I sort of already had uh, a structure to be able to um, perform in my adult life um, and so I wanted to learn something else that could hopefully transition into me being a director writer um, etc etc so uh, at the at the moment um the design program was like the best way to do that um, and be in the city and and all of that so i actually didn't go to like a musical theater program um mm -hmm. but it kind of all worked out because i was in kind of the right place at the right time to be able to do this show and um and yeah that's that's awesome and then you talked about um design and just wanting to be um you know, capable of doing so many things and not just acting, uh, which yeah. is great because the show is called Of All Trades. So is there anyone that you'd lean on in particular? Like if you had the choice maybe tomorrow to, you know, design a show or act in a show or even choreograph a show because I know you're a dancer, um, would that answer come easily or are you still at a stage where you're trying to figure out um, what would be more fulfilling for you at that moment? Uh, well, I think like as with anything, um, it's always like a process and so I'm never necessarily looking at like the thing that I want to do right now I'm always kind of looking at um the thing that I might want to do in like 10 years 
-hmm. and kind of using, especially being like a young person, I think taking everything uh, that I have right now, all of the skills that I have and just trying to be as best at all of those as I possibly can so that when the right door opens, I'm able to walk through it. Um, I think it's like a valuable lesson for anyone that's in the arts. I mean, uh, you know, you're never going to be penalized for doing, being able to do more things. So I think if you're passionate about everything, it's uh, totally acceptable and valid to try and learn as many things within the field as possible. Um, And yeah, and and I mean, but for for now, um, especially because of the show and especially because of the opportunities that I've been able to have in the past year and a half, um, acting is is becoming my main focus. but you know that the show takes a lot of time, and yeah. and uh, and so that be, when you're working on something so heavily like that, it it kind of does take up you know your main brain capacity, if you will. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and um, I watched the entire first season. I absolutely loved it. Thank you. Um, you um, you talked about the show taking a lot of time to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, I assume that you guys have halted production because yeah. of. Okay, yeah, that's what I imagined. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. So, so we were we had uh, just finished the second episode of the second season mm-hmm. um and now i'm at my uh, the house that i grew up on grew up in on my <laughs> island uh um so so yeah so i came back to new york just for this period of time nice and you said you've been there for almost three weeks yeah almost three weeks yeah almost three weeks that's insane <laughs> and there was one moment in um, High School Musical, the musical, the series, I have to say the full name, yeah. uh, where your character, uh, I think I consider it, I don't know if you think the same, but I think it was probably the breakout moment in the show during the season finale where you came out after the credits and did your tap dance. That yeah. was amazing. And then the confetti um, uh, was blown in the background. So how did that come to be? Did the producers know you were a tap dancer already or did they find out and wrote it in for you? Yeah, so uh, so it was not initially in the description of the character. Uh, mm-hmm. Initially, Big Red was really never supposed to do any of that. Um, <laughs> the uh, initial, like I, I actually, when I got cast, I was able to read the very first draft that was written which had you know some of the characters were different ages and uh and carlos's character had a different name like there's all these different changes that were made when casting uh, took place which i think is very common in a lot of tv shows you uh you start to write for for what you get inspired by and a lot of times Mm -hmm. you get inspired by the people that you are drawn to when you're casting um and so it's very very possible to change a character to fit a certain actor as opposed to have an actor fit a certain character when you're doing television, you know, cause you're going to be working with them for hopefully two, three, 10 years. Uh, so, you know, so in the case of a very successful TV show, so it's, so it's very common to fit the character into who the actors are. Um, and so when I uh, was in my final round of casting, um, they, I think they do this with a lot of actors like they'll look at their Instagram they look at my website whatever and you know it was very prominent on those platforms that I was a tap dancer and there were videos and all of that and so um, Tim the executive producer said that when he saw those tap dance videos he knew that that's how they were going to end the season Um, so it happened you know like right when I was cast it was part of 
part of me being cast, they were like, this is what we want to do. We want to have this character be sort of in the background and then at the end uh, really have have a special moment. And so I kind of, I kind of waited for that moment for, um, for the whole season because I knew it was coming, um, but I had to be very careful about, you know, what I was sharing online and because I didn't want to mm-hmm. ruin the surprise for people. And so, um, so yeah, so, so for me, it was, uh, it was something that I always knew was going to happen, but I had to kind of play it out and see how it came about. Totally. And um, let's actually talk about that process with getting on the show. So earlier before you said that you, you um, by going to place, you know, you were just in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Did you hear about the audition from an agent or your friend? And did you have any inkling at all that you would go for this or? Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so um, I have had uh, like representation as an actor since I was younger. Um, mm-hmm. When I, you know, when I was growing up, I was tap dancing in the city. I was, you know, kind of, dancing with all the Broadway kids, like kids that were in Mary Poppins or Billy Elliot, because those were, Mm -hmm. Matilda was kind of around the same time as when I was that age. Um, And so a lot of those kids were my friends. And and so just by being associated with them, I was able to get an agent and all that stuff. And I, um, while I was in college, I did, uh, like my my first year of college, I I wound up doing a feature movie, a feature film um, Mm -hmm. uh, that was like a horror movie, but not totally like you know part of my whole thing now but 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 it was a great uh, learning experience to to do that film and I had done a couple of other guest spots on shows so I wasn't like new to the acting world so I had um, people that were sending me on auditions even while I was going to school for design um, and so when it started it was just another audition like I saw this the audition uh, you know, I got it sent. And initially I actually couldn't go um, because I was going to visit my grandparents in Florida. And, um, and so I called up my manager and I said, uh, can we do, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I can make it. And they called me back and they said, all right, here's a deal. This role is like perfect for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you can get there, get there and we'll try to figure out if we can do a different day. So they, um, they moved it like a day early because they were doing other auditions for other things the day before and I took off of work and I actually got, um, I was working reception at a dance studio at the time. And when I took off to go to the audition, they got really mad at me and they took me off the schedule. Um, and so they put me as like a, they didn't fire me necessarily, but, but they took me off the permanent schedule and, and um, had me working only as a sub so if I had not gotten this job I would have lost my other job anyway oh no Um, yeah so I was very lucky so but so I was down in Florida um so I auditioned went down to Florida and then I was there for about 24 hours and I got a phone call saying is there any way you can make it back to New York tomorrow um and I was like okay well I'm supposed to be here for another four days um I don't know and they said okay um, and then they called me back and they were like, okay, here's the deal. It's like you and three other people and the producers, and they really want you there. So, you know, spend the money, do it. It's, you know, get like, get a ticket because chances are you will, you know, this will be good for you. And wow. so I went, uh, I found like the next flight that I could out of Florida, came back to New York, um, was in there the next afternoon with the producers um 
And then a couple of days later, they said they wanted to fly me out to LA to do a network test and like I booked it. So it was, I, and, and they really had to rush that process because I was mm-hmm. um, the last series regular that was cast. They were really struggling finding a big red and, and so, yeah. And they found one in you. Yeah. That's an amazing story. And I'm sure after all of it, your grandparents understood everything. Oh, yes. Was they're, they're very proud. <laughs> yeah. And then, so the show itself is, um, you know, I'm 20 years old. Um, and I, I, you're, you're 20, you're 21? I'm 21. 21. Yeah. So we grew up with High School Musical, um, the trilogy. Yeah. And um, it has a huge legacy. And I just want to talk about that legacy for a bit with, you know, you working on um, the series. Were, were you scared at all being a part of the legacy that has been so influential in so many lives, not only our ages, but people older than us grew up with High School Musical as well? Yeah. yeah were you... Um, were you nervous, scared, adding to that legacy and also m- making, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's so interesting. Cause I've, I mean, I've gotten this question so many times, but you're the first person to ask it in conjunction with my age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I try not to talk about my age a lot because I am playing a high schooler. And so, um, and I'm not the oldest person on the cast. Like there, there's a, a handful of us that are, uh, you know, obviously like Olivia and Sophia are really that like target age and we're all playing that age but there's a handful of us that are a little bit older Mm -hmm. um but i think that in a way you know olivia and sophia and the younger cast members like they grew up with high school musical but not in the same way that we did where like that five years really did make a difference where it's like so influential to us um as like the older kids and so i think having some of those older uh actors that can really speak to how important it was and can like remember that time and pay it even a little bit more tribute has been really interesting to see and to see the differences because yeah. also a huge part of the show is not paying tribute to high school musical and doing mm-hmm. our own thing and having it be completely unique but just like in the same place um and especially we see that a lot with season two like you know obviously it's been announced that season two is about beauty and the beast um, and so we're not doing High School Musical anymore. Now we're doing Beauty and the Beast. And so, again, like, I think one of the things that we really succeeded with with season one was getting people invested in us as a new cast and a new show and having it be this totally new thing. Um, so, so yeah, so, so I think it's it's been really cool to see that shift because, of, of course, when we were first announced, it was like, if they're not the original cast, we don't want it yada 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 but but now I think we've grown away from that which has been really nice there was a lot of pressure especially with like the you know the the comments online and and all that stuff um but the original cast members that I've met and I've met a handful like Corbin did some stuff with us and of course Lucas was in the show and um and Monique I met and uh, Casey who plays Martha Cox. Uh, so, so they've all been, you know, very supportive and very kind. And the great part about our show too, is because we're filming in the same location, there were so many people, crew members um, that worked on the all three original um, movies. Wow. Uh, so they were as excited, I think, as the fans are um, to have this sort of new uh, experience in the, this location that we've all grown to love so much. And, I remember like the first couple of times that we went to the school, uh, it was 
terrifying. Like I, I was like, oh my God, that's the cafeteria, that's the gym, that's Sharpay's locker, whatever. But now, now it feels like it's my high school. You know, I've, I've spent so yeah, much time Yeah, it feels like there. home. Yeah, it, that, it, that it really is, yeah. Yeah, and then earlier you talked about how the characters, um, who you are as people, inspire what your characters become to be in the show. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a bit about how you've been inspired by the cast members that you work with? Because those who aren't in the process don't know how much of a family is formed um, yeah. in that long time. So can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, I mean, I think it happens with, I, I you know, I, I, it happens with films sometimes, but it mostly happens, I would say, with theater and with television, where, like, you're really working with people for, you know, if you're in a Broadway show, you can be in that show for two, three years, and you're seeing the same people every single day. And I think it's very similar on a TV show, because we work for, uh, we work for six months um, filming the seasons, and then we are off. And then we come back for another six. But in this, in that time, we spend 12 hours a day, Monday through Friday, with these people. Um, and so, at, at first, when we first went to Salt Lake, we didn't have any other support system. We only had each other as friends. Um, so, that first season was really great because we were all sort of under the radar. Um, nobody knew who we were. Nobody cared. So we were able to go wherever we wanted um, and do whatever we wanted. We like, we went uh, roller skating once. We we would go bowling. We had a lot. We had a ton of game nights. Uh, we went out to eat all the time. Um, now, of course, it's a little bit different because if we go somewhere, people know who we yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but we're but we still have that bond, you know, because it was so great getting to have that first year to have that bond because it I think set us up for um, yeah for for what we have and and because uh, one of the amazing parts about our cast is that we are all so different and we all have different skills so you know I am the only person in the cast that is a tap dancer you know other people have worn tap shoes and dance but as far as like being a tap dancer capital T capital D like that's that's me you know and and Josh is the person that writes songs and plays guitar and Olivia has her own music but it's completely different than Josh's and you know Joe is an amazing piano player and Sophia is an amazing dancer so it's like so everybody has their own thing and I think because of that it's made the show better and more diverse um, in terms of skill and what we can bring to the table and then I think it's also encouraged each of us to to grow and, and be better. Yeah, I like to say that um, if I'm around people who uh, have skills that I don't, they push me to yeah, be a better course. person and also a performer. And yeah, I think and the two, yeah, just um, coincide with each other. Yeah. And I actually see that relationship, the chemistry that you all have in the show, which I don't think you guys have to act at all, which I yeah. don't see you all doing, especially the... Um, the the board game episode you guys right. were all in the living room played a board game and it just looked like I was just watching friends just have fun and joke around yeah and that's my favorite episode of the first season for sure yeah, which episode was it? I can't remember what number it was uh, seven seven okay yeah and we were nine, nine or ten altogether there were ten in the first season yeah okay great yeah well how are you staying hopeful during this pandemic yeah um you know, I think that it's challenging because um, there are there are certain people that you know. I I don't know. I think I think I've never been more aware of like 
privilege and um and being able to do things that not like being able to have things that not everybody has like I have a a comfortable safe home environment to go to and not everybody has that I have instruments to play and an internet connection um and you know not everybody has that people are having to do online school and they don't have a laptop or you know a place to get wi-fi so that they can actually do their classes online um and that's been I think the hardest part I mean in terms of being alone and and being quarantined I wish I could say that it's been harder but I'm kind of an introvert anyway (laughs) and I, I do like my time alone I'm an only child so I kind of grew up being comfortable with being with myself Uh, so that hasn't been too much of a damper on my spirits although I know other people it's been hard Mm -hmm. um like me I'm a very extrovert yeah yeah but but again I mean I think just the best thing that we can do I think the the way to stay hopeful is by just going through the hard time because I because the more that I stay inside even if it's hard that's the only way that I know how to help make the situation better faster mm-hmm. um you know i and I, you know of course like i i can donate to this thing or that thing and i've donated to the actors fund i've donated to um a few of the uh no kid hungry you know uh associations and organizations yeah. but ultimately the best way to get through this is to stay inside or to stay mm-hmm. home and so I think to me that gives me hope because I know that it's going to end if we play our part. Exactly. Um, And I was just speaking to one of my um, teachers, my acting teacher about this and, you know, theater and TV and film are healing arts. Yeah. Um, So to be able to, and everyone's, you know, posting on, you know, Facebook and Instagram that, you know, I've watched this show, Tiger King, or, you know, I watched that show. Of course. Um, And it's the outlet that so many people have to just either grieve or, you know, be happy, um, get angry because shows and movies and television shows um, not only allow that from audiences, but demand it from audiences uh, because it's such an emotional arc. So I just like, to thank you for being part of a show that um, will give people the outlet to be happy, to be sad. Yeah, I have gotten sure. quite emotional watching um, <laughs> your show throughout its season one. Well, it, um, it's actually been exciting too because our show launched in Europe uh, during all of this. Um, so during this whole um, pandemic, Disney Plus launched in Europe and people were able to see the show there for the first time. Um, and so it's been actually very exciting getting to see a whole new audience love the show. Um, and then also being like, being able to see the American audiences love it even more and rewatch it and, you know. Yeah. Have any of your, I'm sure they have, but have you had any friends watch the show? You'd be like, oh my gosh, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think w- when the show first came out, we we had a couple of like viewing parties with my friends in New York and my friends on Long Island. And, and so, so we did a couple of that, uh, a couple of those kind of things, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I've had friends uh, that I haven't talked to in a very long time, you know, say, I saw that you were on this, but I, you know, never reached out. Like, just want to say it's so great. Yada, yada. So that's, that's been really great too. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Well, I just want to thank you so much again for taking time out of your day to to do this with me, to spread some hope and joy. <laughs> um, we don't yet know when season two will come out, but everyone, if you haven't watched season one yet, <laughs> uh, watch it. It's not going anywhere, and you're not going anywhere because you're I'm staying at home. Uh, so it's you have nothing to lose. Uh, yeah. it's, again, it, Larry Saperstein, thank you so much. Thank and, you. And um, I will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Remember to be kind, tell someone how much you love them, and always choose joy. Bye.